1: This premier hockey podcast, featured on allhabs.net, brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens, with Amy Johnson and Chris G, Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadiens, Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged and entertained, of course. Uh, Welcome. Uh, Don't forget, we are a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network, also sponsored by the fine folks over at DraftKings. So thank you to those two groups and organizations. Uh, Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Amy Johnson. I'll be your host for the next hour uh, for episode 175 of the Canadians Connection podcast. And I'm pleased to be joined in the studio each week by my co-host. He's the editor-in-chief, founder and president of Rocket Sports, Mr. Rick Stevens. Rick, how are you
2: doing today? Good afternoon. I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm
1: doing all right, thanks. It's a a little frigid. But I'm doing good.
2: Yeah, end of January.
1: I'm all for it. You know, there's plenty of people that complain about the cold. I don't. A, I'm a walking furnace. So it's just naturally feels better for me. But I'm, I'm a firm believer in four seasons. And winter is supposed to be cold and it's supposed to be snowy. So
2: it's a season.
1: It is.
2: Some places longer than others. That's true.
1: I'm also a big fan of hibernation. And so if... If Earth if the world needs to hibernate for a few months under the cold and the snow I'm all for it so
2: well the folks in Winnipeg should be experiencing what they call the Bonspiel thaw right now um, so it's not uh, you know it typically gets a little warmer than the minus 20s and 30s that they're used to in January
1: that doesn't sound fun <laughs> it' was, uh, Celsius yeah it, it was sorry. eight <clears> degrees <throat> Fahrenheit here in Pennsylvania this morning which is is very cold for Pennsylvania, so, but not Winnipeg cold. That's true. It's all right though. It's hockey. It's hockey time of year, so it's supposed to be cold. <laughs> um, we have a good show today. We do. We have a lot to talk about.
2: It's uh, it's it's a new era. It is. Under new management, a new sheriff in town, <laughs> however you want to
1: describe it. How many, how many it. cliches did you come up with before yeah, the show today? exactly. Uh, well, we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to first, uh, happy to say that there's uh, some some Montreal games to talk about. Uh, we'll briefly kind of go over those and, and how the Canadians have been performing since their return to play after their brief... Uh, postponement after the holidays, Uh, get you updated on the roster. There's been plenty of movement on that front, roster, injuries, those types of things. Uh, We're going to have a prospect report for you, let you know how the team down in Laval has been performing over the last week, as well as um, some prospect information related to the Olympics Yes, you heard me correctly there. Um, And also want to get you up to speed because this changes all the time. Uh, And so now there is another new updated NHL COVID protocol uh, that has been put out uh, effective after the All-Star Game. So we'll get you caught up on that so that maybe, maybe we can all keep it straight. It seems to change all the time. Uh, Then in our second segment, of course, that's the big topic segment here on Canadians Connection. And... What else would be the focus this week, other than the new general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, Kent Hughes? We're going to tell you a little bit about who Kent Hughes is, uh, his experience as a player agent, uh, his his background as far as uh, being from Quebec, uh, and take
2: Kent Hughes is a Quebecer. Haven't you heard?
1: He is a Quebecer. He is. He he is a Quebecer. Don't let anyone fool you. (laughs) Uh, We're going to take you through uh, the press conference that he had uh, to introduce him as the 18th general manager. We'll bring you some audio from that and our analysis of some of the things that were said in that uh, media availability. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good segment, giving you kind of the ins and outs and all-arounds of the new, the new general manager for the Montreal Canadiens. Before we then head to our third segment, where we let you have your say, uh, our question of the week, of course, to you fans out there is, are you happy with the choice of Kent Hughes as the new GM of the Montreal Canadiens? Uh, we invite you to uh, drop us a text or leave us a comment on Twitter or Facebook uh, and let us know your, your 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 feelings behind the choice of Kent Hughes as the new GM, but we'll also in the third segment bring, bring you some of those responses we've already gotten uh, since the announcement was made, as well as get you caught up on everything uh, that's happened content wise on all of the rocket sports media platforms over the last week, because we don't want you to miss any of that either. So it's going to be a good show today. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should also remind you that it's an interactive podcast. Uh, we mentioned if you've got an answer to the to the question of the week, that you can certainly hit us up on any of those online platforms. You can also text us, though, uh, for that or any other reason. You can text us anytime via the Rocket Sports text line at 5853 Rocket. Again, that's 5853 Rocket. You can text us any day of the week. Uh, and also, in case you haven't already followed us on social media, you can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, visit our website, canadiansconnection.com. Uh, so first, Rick, let's uh, let's talk about uh, what those Habs have done the past week. Uh, they've played three games since the last episode of the Canadians Connection. Uh, they uh, kicked things off uh, as, as they're still in the midst of this of this lengthy road trip. Uh, they took a trip to Arizona, so, you know, it's, it's the, it's the bottom versus the bottom <laughs> down there, battling it out for who's the worst team in the NHL. Uh, and, uh, well, despite the fact that, uh, Ryan Paling coming up big on the power play with a goal, um, still wasn't enough. Uh, Montreal only getting two goals in that game, Arizona with five, Caden Primo yanked after the fourth one, um. And some some interesting. Well, Rick, it was it was a it was a it was an interesting game to watch. It was also an interesting game to follow on social media because apparently there you know there was some questionable calls uh, with the officials, um, and there were some pretty vocal fans and players.
2: Brendan Gallagher just couldn't <laughs> hold back. Just couldn't hold back. Was watching the game had uh, his phone in his hand and uh, used twitter to express his mm-hmm. um outrage his impatience his his uh, uh disapproval of of the reviews um n- not not the best moment for brendan gallagher uh he would probably say that but um yeah it was listen it the the battle of of uh, the bottom feeders as you said uh Arizona had their way with in this game. Um it was uh taking advantage of of the Canadians um uh, turnovers and playing their own end and and Caden Primo really really struggled. He, he hasn't uh had an easy time of it. He hasn't been sharp this season. Um but uh, you know, his first uh start after his the covid pause and and uh didn't look like he was was quite ready um and uh it was sam montembo having to come in in the third period um uh, and and mop up uh so to speak
1: absolutely and then uh sam montembo already scheduled to get the start the following night it was a back-to-back monday tuesday series uh this start was in dallas um and this time the reviews uh anytime that there was a review these this time it went in the way of Montreal. And um, frankly, uh, I think there were plenty of people surprised to see the Habs snap their losing streak and come out on top in this one 5-3 to three over Dallas.
2: Yeah, it was a, a case of, of and, and we saw the, the uh, reporters um, in Dallas saying uh, the Stars just didn't take this game seriously. They underestimated their opponent. They got behind. Uh, they mounted a, a fierce... Um, uh, shot total uh, but uh, couldn't come back um, and uh, yeah it, it was Montembeau made some solid saves but yeah. uh, the Canadians allowing uh, more than 50 shots in that game uh, they were dominated by the stars but uh, came out with with the two points.
1: So two nights later uh, the team heads to Vegas and um, of course, that win, I should mention, was the first in the Kent Hughes era because he was announced as the GM that morning. Uh, so the team did come up with a win for their new GM on on his first uh, night in that position. Uh, however, uh, two days later when the team... Went to Vegas to face the Golden Knights. Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes also uh, heading out to join them. Kent Hughes watching his new team in person for the first time as the general manager. They didn't come out with the two points in that one. They did get one point. Uh, they managed to get to overtime, which I think, again, surprised some people. Um, Montembo with the start in that one again. Habs allowing 50 shots against in back-to-back games first time that's ever happened and i don't know that that's really a statistic that or a record that that you want to repeat too often
2: yeah i I think people were were focused a bit on on montembo and and um but but you know, you had to to wonder about the Canadians, who again were completely dominated, mm-hmm. um, and uh, giving up, uh, as you said, second uh, fifty shots for the second game in a row has never happened in franchise history, and 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 to be completely honest, um, the only reason the Canadians were in this game. Is because Robin Leonard was awful. He was just yeah. awful, and that's not just me saying that. Uh, you listen to uh, uh, any of the the beat reporters from uh, Vegas, and they they were wondering if it was an he's playing with an injury or uh, he was slow. He was um, you know on the ice. He didn't wasn't moving very well. Uh, and and the Canadians didn't have a lot of opportunities, but the ones they did have uh, they cashed in on and uh, uh, were able to to uh, keep it close and and get the one point.
1: Absolutely. So did a win against Dallas and getting the loser point uh, in Vegas Did that do anything to budge the Canadians out of the basement? Well, no. They lost to Arizona, who they're competing for that bottom spot with. Arizona went on and won another game, I think, either the next night or two nights later. So the Canadians are still 32nd in the NHL with a record of 8-25-6. You know, as they say, there's nowhere to go but up, but I... It's a tall task for
2: them to move up. So a one-one and one week, um, yeah, didn't didn't uh, budge the standings. Uh, after watching that first game, uh, brand new general manager Kent Hughes said, uh, was asked, um, "Hey, what did you think of your team? Is there, you know, did you like, <laughs> did you like what you saw?" And he said, "Listen, we're the thirty-second place team in the NHL. Uh, what well, do you want me to yeah, say? Yeah, basically, what do you want me to say?" <laughs> Yeah, I he said uh, you know, I liked our compete and I I, I yeah, uh, and, yeah, and that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. But um <laughs> I liked that he he said, Listen, uh we're last place. So Yeah, there's no way to pretty that
1: up. No. I, I mean it is what it is and, and, and that's all that there is. Um so, in the midst of all of that, there was a lot of things happening with the roster. Um, you know, you look at you mentioned this before we we went on the air today, Rick, and you look at the injury list, and it's uh, a whole lot more empty than it used to be. The COVID list is a whole lot more empty than it used to be. Although Joel, uh, Yoel Amaria, and Cole Caulfield at this point in time are still on the COVID list. Um, however, we did see Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli finally get back in the lineup to Foley certainly has uh, made a mark. And in his Mm -hmm. return, Uh, he's wasting no time putting the puck in the back of the net, which is, which is encouraging. That's good to see that they need a bit of that kind of spark. Uh, Josh Anderson, uh, his return hasn't exactly been as, as, um, as celebrated maybe, but there's been some, some uh, ups and downs for Josh Anderson as he gets his legs back under him. Uh, So those guys are back.
2: Uh, Cari- Interesting uh, bit about Josh Anderson yeah. um, is uh, he left the lineup uh, with his injury and then COVID and whatnot on December second, and he had and he was leading the team with seven goals. He was still tied uh, for the lead in goals when he returned uh, about six weeks later, mm-hmm. and he's added to that. He he picked up a goal the other night, but. Um, but that that just kind of shows, yeah, what, how uh, <laughs> difficult scoring goals has been for the Montreal Canadiens. It
1: has. Uh, now, of course, uh, the, the big—we all know how much uh, everyone is missing Shea Weber on the back end, and even further on the back end, everyone's m- been missing Carey Price this season. Uh, there was some hope that maybe in December he maybe he'd be getting close. Uh, now, Rick, it's it's. I even when when this news came out, I even I sent you a message and said, is Carey Price going to even play this season? Because uh, it's it's now been announced that due to uh, the shutdowns of all team activities and Broussard and the sports complex and not being able to do doctor's appointments uh, face to face and so forth. uh, Carey Price has essentially had to restart his rehabilitation of his knee. Uh, so he's, uh, it's, it's kind of gone backwards a little bit as he's restarting. It's slow going. Uh, so we're not going to see Carey Price on the ice anytime soon.
2: No, that's right. And uh, this is the second time it's kind of been restarted because he, you know, he took that, um, uh, 30 days in, in the. Um, as part of the, the NHL player assistance program um, and wasn't rehabbing his knee or didn't have contact or, or wasn't able to condition during that time. And then again, as you just said, um, during the pause, uh, didn't have access to, to facilities, didn't have access to the, to the medical personnel. So we're starting again. That may be frustrating uh, for fans, but I'm sure it's just as frustrating or more for Carrie Price.
1: Absolutely. Um, And uh, we just wish, as we have from the get go, uh, we just wish Carrie uh, a smooth recovery. Patience seems to be the key here. Uh, and um, unfortunately, his his patience, fans' patience, the team's patience, everything's going to be tested uh, as it looks like his absence will be extended a little longer than had been anticipated. Uh, before I get to the part of the the roster update where we talk about uh, personnel moving to Laval, I just want to stay on the, the goaltender uh, topic here. There was news, of course, then this week Jake Allen comes back uh, and manages to get injured uh, in the first period of a game uh, that he plays in. You had reported last week that he had gone back to Montreal for reevaluation. Well, now the news has officially come out. At first, it was he'll he'll miss a week until we know more. Now it's confirmed. Uh, Jake Allen's going to miss about eight weeks um, after getting injured in in that uh, Boston game. So the, basically, up to roughly the trade deadline, uh, two months, Jake Allen will be out. So it's going to be the Montembeau and Primo show for for a while going forward.
2: The brand new transparency um, for the Montreal Canadiens with a new. VP of communications has changed nothing. Uh, we just know <laughs> that it's a lower body injury, nothing more than that. Jake Allen had an MRI and uh, yes, we don't know what, how he injured, what he injured uh, in that uh, first period in Boston on the very first goal that he gave up and then stayed in for a second, but it was clear that uh, uh, he wasn't able to continue to, um, twofold, I guess, uh, problem here. One is that, uh, Jake Allen might've been a trade ship and, and, mm-hmm. um, that eight weeks kind of lines up right with the, uh, NHL trade di- deadline. So difficult for him to get into games, uh, to, uh, prove that he's, uh, would be helpful to a, a team headed to the playoffs. Uh, so that kind of removes a, a trade chip, I expect. Um, and, yes, it puts uh, more pressure on Montembo and Caden Primo.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we'll see. I, that's going to be a bit of an adventure to watch. We'll see what the team in front of them is able to do uh, to to help out a, a young goaltending tandem Uh
2: and and let's acknowledge that Montembeau is playing as well as he can play. He's an AHL uh, caliber goaltender um, who's had some really good success. Uh, Eric Raymond is is helping him. Has has uh, been working with him a lot, mm-hmm. uh, an awful lot. And and he's he's confident. He's playing uh, as well as he can play, and and kind of re- resurrecting his his game. I'll just remind you. Of Anti Niemi, who uh, was awful uh, coming from the Florida Panthers. There's that a tie, a coincidence. Um, and uh Auntie Niemi was was awful, and uh, Stefan Waite was able to resurrect his game, and uh, he finished the Canadian season uh, back in 2017-18, and and looked okay. And um, all of us were saying okay. You dodged a bullet. You got through this season. Please don't re-sign Ante Niemi and uh, the fan pressure. Oh, Anti Niemi, Anti Niemi. Mm-hmm. He was re-signed and he was awful again the next year. Um, and we know what what happened there. So uh, enjoy in, enjoy the nickname. Enjoy what he's doing. Enjoy, <laughs> but but he's. Uh, don't yeah, don't set your sights yeah, too high. Let's 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 be careful. That's uh, right. There's a lot of players with the. The Montreal Canadiens right now that we can enjoy and be entertained by, uh, Sam Montembeau, um, uh, P- Michael Pezzetta, those but these aren't the kinds of guys that uh, once you're a winning team, a winning organization, uh, that you want to necessarily see in your lineup. Kind of like a Dale Weese, an entertainer, uh, but but not there when you get competitive. That's right.
1: Uh, so as i as i promised uh, then there were some uh, personnel and names moving back to laval as more guys get healthy come off the covid list come off the injury list we're seeing uh, laval get uh, reinforcements sent back down there Uh, two of those alex belzile rafael harvey pinard they came off of the canadians covid list and went back to laval they've uh, they've both been back in game action, back in the AHL. Yessi uh, Alonen uh, also sent down to Laval from the taxi squad. I will say this: I uh, this is a move that I I know Yessi Alonen needs to play a lot of games, uh, but I'd like this was one I would like to see stay in the Canadiens roster uh, just for some extended NHL time. But that's Another conversation for another day. Uh, And also, here's a name for you. Joel Teasdale, activated off of IR, sent to Laval. He has been skating with the team. Uh, It is possible, not confirmed yet, but it is possible, according to J.F. uh, That he may see his first game action of the season uh, at the end of next week when Laval travels to Texas to take on the Stars. We'll see one
2: of two players who was on season opening IR, the other being Josh Brook. So it's nice to see uh, Teasdale um, get through that. He was, it was, um, when they, when, when first diagnosed, it was, it was hopeful that he'd be uh, available by Christmas. It's taken a little bit longer, um, but uh, looks to be on the way to getting back in the lineup now.
1: He is. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep you uh, apprised of that, of course, over at the press zone and AHL report.com. And we'll talk about, that a little bit more in a few minutes. Uh, first, though, more uh, roster news. Jonathan Drouin made his way back into headlines uh, in the game against Dallas uh, when uh, things were getting a little chippy. It's funny. I even I even commented on this watching that game. Um, things things got particularly nasty between these two teams between the Dallas Stars and the Montreal Canadiens in this game. Um, and And that might surprise some people because they don't play each other all that often to have kind of some bitter rivalry or anything. This season is the first season that the Dallas's AHL affiliate, the Texas Stars, have played against the Laval rocket. And the first two games of of their, uh, series against each other in this season it was nasty as anything i mean there were fights galore there was just nastiness it's it's almost like there's just for some reason this 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 competitiveness this this chippiness with these two organizations against one another well Uh, I guess Jonathan Duran had had about enough of it. Tyler Sagan gives him a a bit of a a shove uh, right off the face-off. Jonathan Duran responds with a couple of cross-checks to the back of Tyler Sagan's head and neck. Uh, Fortunately for him, doesn't get a a suspension, but he does earn himself a five-minute major, a game misconduct, and ended up getting fined $5,000 for it. Um, Rick, it wasn't exactly a great look. Uh, And I was particularly, I was actually Surprised that he didn't get a suspension out of that, or at least a hearing.
2: Yeah, Habs fans are are uh, have liked to say they haven't gotten any breaks uh, from uh, player safety or or the war room in uh, Toronto. Uh, they got a break here. Um, Jonathan Drouin was fortunate to get off without a suspension on this because it was it was ugly. Uh, a player who's down it was one thing cross checking him but then being down on the ice and giving him a couple more shots that was uh right in the neck yeah that was that was pretty ugly so
1: and if roles had been reversed and it had been Sagan doing that to Drouin all of Montreal would have revolted um yeah it's uh, i didn't like the play i didn't like Drouin's reaction and um i didn't like the NHL not discouraging and and you like could that.
2: tell, um, you know, Jonathan Duran's best friend in the world uh, is Dominic Ducharme, uh, and Dom had nothing after the game. Uh, he basically <laughs> said, he basically said, "Well, Segan started it." Yep. I mean, and when you're down to that, to as that. far as defending uh, your your favorite son, you know that he was out of line. Yeah.
1: Um, now we are rapidly approaching February. If you thought that February you were going to kick your feet back and enjoy watching the Winter Olympics in whatever shape <laughs> they managed to put them on in uh in Beijing. Well, guess what, Habs fans, that's not going to be the case. Uh the NHL finally released their new schedule to make up for all of the postponements that have been happening league-wide. And uh Rick it's going to it's going to start being a very busy very busy schedule that looks a lot more like last season's condensed schedule uh, to round out the rest of this season.
2: Yeah, just a reminder that um, the Canadians moved uh, many of their games uh, from uh, the Bell Centre in January. Uh, Jeff Molson was very concerned about not getting his $2.3 million per game uh, home revenue because the Quebec government has said no fans. Um, and, uh, so wanted to, uh, move those games, move some of them on the road, uh, relocate some of them to that, those three weeks in February, um, and the NHL, uh, not only for the Canadians, but, um, rescheduled about a hundred games, uh, that had COVID, uh, postponements and, uh, released their brand new schedule this week.
1: Uh, and as we said, it's going to be busy. And and March and April also, like things get very condensed very quickly. There's a lot of four game weeks. There's you're seeing games on days that normally you don't see the Habs play hockey. Uh, it's going to be busy. Um, and that's not just busy from a from a fans viewing perspective. That's busy for. Remember last year in the condensed season when when it was packed in like this, and you're playing a lot of games in a shorter amount of time, it means there's less practice time. There's player fatigue. Um, There's a lot of things that, and Rick, you and I talked about this a month ago when this was the direction that the Canadians decided to go in to postpone half of their games in, in January. So.
2: The one good thing um, when the schedule came out because of the, the three week pause when the NHL was supposed to go to uh, Beijing, that occurred at the same time as the Super Bowl, So that, um, what's become a tradition, I guess, the, the two afternoon matinees uh, on Super Bowl weekend on the Saturday and Sunday weren't a part of the schedule, well... Uh, because of the, the, the rescheduling of games, now we've got uh, that, those matinees. 12:30 uh, starts on Saturday and Sunday. Um, Super Bowl weekend that uh, Habs fans uh, have have loved uh, ha- in the past particularly uh, getting uh, the kids out to uh, those afternoon games.
1: Absolutely. Always something to look forward to. And of course, we'll have you covered uh, right here on the Canadians Connection podcast every Saturday, as well as uh, full game previews, game recaps over at allhabs.net. Uh, we'll, we'll have you covered, even even if it's a bit means a uh, later nights and, and a lot of games uh, happening all at once. But we've got you covered here at Rocket Sports Media. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's check in with uh, the kids and do a Habs prospect report. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report, your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. So we won't go into great detail on the Laval Rocket games that happened last week. Why is that? Well, because we've done that for you already over at the AHL report. If you head over to AHLReport.com, you'll find comprehensive game recaps uh, for each one of the Laval rocket games. Uh, They, they are doing better than their NHL counterparts. I can say that Um, they are currently 13th in the AHL with a 14, 10 and two record. Um, And they've actually really kind of uh, raised themselves in the last week or so uh, because they were sitting lower in the division and in the conference uh, prior to coming back to play. Uh, But they've done pretty well, despite the fact that last Sunday they got shut out by Keith Kincaid and the Hartford Wolfpack. Yes you, heard, mm-hmm. yes, you heard that correctly. <laughs> Despite that, they come back home uh, on Wednesday and host the Utica Comets, the division-leading Utica Comets, and they managed to eke out a 4-3 to win there. Uh, you can find recaps for both of those games and who got on the scoreboard, who was in goal, uh, all of that good stuff over at AHLReport.com. Now, they were supposed to play a home-and-home series against the Belleville Senators, Uh, This weekend Uh, that was postponed. Uh, We don't actually know why Uh, the AHL didn't make that announcement. The Laval rocket did. Uh, So we're not sure exactly. And and this was early in the week that these two games were postponed. So Laval only having one game uh, that they played midweek this week. Their next game is not until next Friday where they fly to Texas. As I mentioned a few minutes ago to, to, um revisit that little uh rivalry with the the texas organization the dallas stars organization and they'll be taking on two games against the texas stars next friday and saturday and of course we will have those games covered for you uh game recaps stats video highlights including post-game audio yes even on the road uh over there at AHLReport.com and follow along at the AHL Report on Twitter. We have live in-game tweets and updates uh, for every game, so you can follow along there if it happens to be the same time that a Habs game's going on that you're watching. So don't miss a minute. Uh, So despite the fact that the NHL will not be sending its players to the Olympics, as of right now, the winter Olympics are still set to go uh, in February. And that means teams, uh, particularly for men's hockey are scrambling to come up with plan B uh, since they cannot fill their rosters with current NHL players anymore. Uh, We've seen some teams uh, already start to release their rosters. We uh, USA was one of the first ones to, to, to put a roster out there um the denmark team has been announced
2: and, uh sean farrell uh, uh has sean pros- farrell, yeah. prospect uh, part of team usa
1: that's right uh frederick decal will uh be playing at the winter olympics in beijing representing team denmark uh so there's another canadians prospect to keep an eye on uh for some
2: for some fun Frederick Decau is a fifth round pick in 2019. Um, The Canadians like to pick these days, large goaltenders. He's six foot five uh, plays. uh, You said he's from uh, Denmark, uh, but he plays in Sweden uh, and he's had a a great record so far in the All-Svenskan um, league, 14-6-0, 930 save percentage, uh, 220 goals against. So, um, and as I say, he he six foot five. We we think of um, Jakob Dobas, uh, another Canadians prospect uh, playing in Ohio. Is six four. Joe Verbedek playing with the North Bay Battalion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's six six. Um, so uh, Caden Primo is not the only uh, Canadians goaltending prospect, uh, and you'll be able to see one of them at uh, during the Olympics.
1: And speaking of. The Allsvenska. Team Sweden announcing their roster this week as well. Some familiar names for Habs fans. There's plenty of familiar names on on the overall roster. But particularly for Habs fans, I'm excited to see a few of these guys because names like Jakob De La Rose... Made it to Team Sweden yet again. Remember when he uh, was captaining Team Sweden in the World Juniors years and years ago? Yeah, that's the first time we covered him. Uh, Max Freeberg, uh, former captain of the St. John's Ice Caps uh, for the the Habs edition of the St. John's Ice Caps. Tremendous guy. Tremendous player. He's made uh, Team Sweden's roster as well as former Canadian Christian Follin. Pretty Interesting.
2: Now, Team Canada hasn't yet announced their roster. They have till Monday to do that. Um, But names have been leaking out. And uh, again, more former Canadians uh, that you'll be able to see in the Olympics. It's said uh, that Daniel Carr um, may be on Team Canada's team, Adam Cracknell, um, David DeHarnay. Wow. Uh, Eric Stahl um, and uh, Mark Barbario, uh, lots of former Canadians, uh, ex- former Montreal Canadians expected to be on the team Canada roster.
1: Which could quite frankly, you know, yes, it's fun to watch the NHL guys when they get to participate in the Olympics. But uh, some of these names that we're talking about, it it it's fun to watch these guys get to kind of take center stage and play for their countries. Particularly if they're if they're players that you enjoyed watching when they did play in the NHL or or were in the AHL or were a prospect of an NHL team. So um, I'm for one am looking forward to uh, watching watching the hockey portion of the Olympics and uh, plenty of reason to be, to be watching. Uh, so again, let's uh, just remind you one more time, visit the AHL report on Twitter. And Facebook, uh, AHLReport.com for all of our game recaps, uh, AHL Weekly uh, under review with Patrick Williams, and The Press Zone, which is our sister podcast hosted by myself and Rick every Tuesday. Uh, this coming Tuesday, if you are not subscribed to The Press Zone already, head over to the thepresszone.fm and make sure you're subscribed. We've got a great show for you on Tuesday. Two special guests, Patrick Williams will be back with us for an AHL hot stove and the one and only play-by-play broadcaster for the Montreal Canadiens on TSN 690, Dan Robertson, will be back joining us on the show uh, to give us his thoughts on Kent Hughes being hired and kind of a a state of the team uh, as we're two months out from trade deadline. So you don't want to miss that episode. Uh, now, before we get to that February schedule that we talked about, of course, the All-Star break is going to happen in there in Las Vegas, of all places, during a pandemic. That's fun. Um, <laughs> and Rick, uh, once again, the NHL and the NHLPA have come together and updated what COVID protocols will look like uh, coming out of, you know, well, involving and coming out of the All-Star game. Um and I'm not. I, I'm. I'm kind of done getting on my soapbox about how the decisions that that these leagues are now putting forward are not. Um, the priority is is most certainly the sport and revenue, and no longer the health and safety of players and staff and all of their communities and families. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, here's here's a look at what the new rules are going to be. Uh, there will be no testing. Of fully vaccinated players during the All Star Game, they'll get one test when they re-enter their club, and that's it. But not they're not going to be testing them during the All Star Game. Um, League wide, there will then be no testing of asymptomatic players. So yes, this is following the NBA, the NFL, um, and could very well mean that someone could be contagious with COVID. And just not displaying any symptoms, and be on the bench and in hotels and on the ice. There it is, uh, Rick. You you always you've you've enjoyed this one that the post COVID quote unquote testing holiday will remain at ninety days. This uh, d- just explain a little bit what that means.
2: I I like the the, the phrase testing um, holiday, holiday. You have yeah. a holiday from yeah. being tested if you've had COVID. Um, anyone who has been diagnosed and part of the COVID protocol then won't be tested for a period of three months. Um, doesn't go. It, it, it's arbitrary, of course. Doesn't follow medical science, of course. Uh, as uh, we've seen, players, we've seen um, uh, many people being able to get COVID, different strains of it. Um, More than once. Um, So this is, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of uh, to the extreme (laughs) and and beyond uh, that um, that that these measures are being. Radically uh, relaxed uh, to the extreme, uh, so that the the NHL can get through the season. As you said, they're they're not the only sports league that are are flouting medical science. Um, Others are too. um, You know, some fans have had enough. Uh, and, uh, and certainly the owners want to get through the players want to get through. They've been complaining about, uh, being tested, um, and being on protocol. So, uh, it's going to be uh, a bit of a free for all for the next uh, few months, uh, until uh, they can get through the regular season. And as I said, it's it's not only the players being able to spread this. It's spreading to their families, to their children, uh, their children, to, to, to other children, to, to people in the hotels, to people on the planes, in the buses, uh, in the restaurants. Um, so it's, it's, it's a decision. Um, and they're not stopping there. Uh, they're going to meet one more time before the end of the month. To they say, further re- relax uh, COVID restrictions.
1: It's funny. It's it's the one instance where really uh, what happens in Vegas is not going to stay in Vegas. Mm. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break uh, while I sit here and crack myself up with more bad jokes. Uh, and in the meantime, you get to hear from our sponsors over at DraftKings. They have a special uh, enticement and promo code and and uh, incentive for new users to sign up with the divisional round of the NFL playoffs happening this weekend. So we're going to take a quick break. Um Coming up next is our big topic. Of course, don't forget, we're going to cover the Kent Hughes hiring from top to bottom and give you uh, some audio, some analysis, lots to discuss uh, before then we get to our final segment where we tackle that question of the week. So in the meantime, here's the fine folks over at DraftKings. Stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Amy Johnson. Did you know that you can find me on Twitter? I'm at FlyersRule. Yes, you heard that correctly. Don't I don't want to hear anything about it. Just let it be. Uh, now, with me in the studio, of course, is our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Mr. Rick Stevens. You can follow him at AllHabs on Twitter. If you're not doing that already, shame on you. Go do it right now. Uh, and while you're there, follow at HabsConnection, that's this podcast, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Bookmark and visit our website, CanadiansConnection.com. You'll find a full archive of all of the past episodes of Canadians Connection in case you missed anything. And while you're there, don't forget to hit the subscribe button uh, either there or in your favorite podcast app. And hey, if that app happens to be Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you now have the ability to rate our podcast and we would be ever so grateful if you would just take... 2 seconds give us that 5 star rating help bump us up in the algorithm and make sure that other hockey fans and Habs fans around the world can find us as well as we grow this tremendous community um okay so big topic out of the box choice for the 18th general manager of the Montreal Canadiens Mr Kent Hughes player agent extraordinaire um Chosen from a field of 11 candidates. It, it has come out that that there were 11 candidates. What I find interesting, and we've heard some of the the, the more common names, the Patrick Waz, the Matthew Darsh's, the Danny Breer's. Um What I find interesting, Rick, is, is the 10, including Kent Hughes, 10 of the 11 candidates are publicly known. Why has no one asked who's the mysterious 11th <laughs> candidate that, no one knows who the eleventh person was who was interviewed. I find that really odd.
2: It it, it is odd, um, and uh, I think the question's been asked, but but uh, they haven't been able to get the answer. Um, Which and,
1: makes it more mysterious. Well,
2: that's that's true. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, we we had that leak list, um, you know, early December, I guess, um, and 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 most of the names. Um, are have been have been confirmed uh, we'll just run through the list uh, Kent Hughes Matthew Darsh uh, Danny Briere, those those were the three finalists uh, filling out the list Stefan Quintel, uh, f- former Canadian defenseman and also uh, a member of the the uh, 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 player safety department for a while with the NHL. Mark Denis, broadcaster uh, and former goaltender, Roberto Luongo, uh, uh, goaltender. And uh, now with uh, the Florida Panthers uh, in setting up a a goaltending department there. Kevin Weeks, um, whose name hadn't been on uh, any list before Uh, Daniel Sauvageau, uh, Patrick Waugh who is on everybody's list uh, and certainly a fan favorite and John Sedgwick, which I think a couple weeks ago on the podcast, um, we kind of said, why 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 isn't John Sedgwick on the on mm-hmm. the list? Um, uh, you know, salary cap uh, guru for the Montreal Canadiens, right hand person of uh, Mark Bergevin, and uh, yes, he was uh, a candidate, um, and and the only internal candidate uh, in this search.
1: Absolutely, um, and maybe that was the kryptonite f- preventing him from from being promoted to this position. Is that he was the right hand of Mark Bergevin? Maybe too much of the same stable of thinking there. I don't know. Who, well, that, that's just um, speculation.
2: <laughs> and, and, and John Cedric is, is bilingual. He understands it very well. His French is a little halting. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, I, I, think he would have been under a great deal of scrutiny by the Montreal media. And uh, just as Kent Hughes was, I was going to say uh, it's been
1: the central topic for the last two weeks.
2: Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. So, uh, we may never know who the mysterious 11th candidate was.
2: Uh, but uh, you mentioned the language situation. Let's get that right out of the way. It's it's silly. It's very silly. Uh, it's absolutely silly. Um, we know that, that um, uh, the, the demand by Jeff Molson was that there be uh, uh, only bilingual candidates on the list, which eliminated a huge portion of the qualified uh, candidates. Um, And and we saw even that list that I mentioned. There's there's very very little experience, and certainly no GM uh, no person with GM experience on the list. Experience just isn't there. Jeff Gordon is is going to be expected to to provide that, um, and and so that that all this this focus on language, as I said, Jeff Molson said the person must be bilingual. Um, so once once folks w- once that box was checked, then we heard um, media, we heard fans saying, "Yeah, but that's not good enough. We don't want one of those uh, Franco Ontarians like uh, Claude, Claude Julien. We want yeah. someone who's from Quebec." Um, so we check another box with Kent Hughes. Yeah, he's he's bilingual. Yes, he's from Montreal, uh, raised in Beaconsfield, and then and then. Um, the, the, the xenophobia stuff started to come out. The bigotry started coming out, uh, where folks said, well, listen, um, he's got a, an Anglophone name. Uh, Um, we, we can't, and. And and so there was actual conversations on uh, on social media from the Montreal media saying, what is a Quebecer? Uh, a Quebecer can't be a person with an Anglophone name. A Quebecer can't be a person who speaks English better than he, he speaks uh, French. Uh, it started to get into very dark uh, discussions. And um,
0: uh, it's listen. It's ridiculous. It, it,
2: very silly. Kent Hughes... Uh, is a Quebecer. Um, you know he he's bilingual. His French is is very good. Um, you heard Francois Gagnon say, uh, "Listen, his fr- French is way better than my English." And I'm on TSN, so uh, I'm on English TV. Um, and you had a, another apparently <laughs> uh, uh, Montreal reporter, francophone reporter. Crack a joke in while he was giving while uh, Kent Hughes was giving his statement, saying his French is way better than Mark Bergevin's, um, which uh, brought some laughter. Um, but it, it, it shouldn't be a dissent. You know what is que- Quebecer? Uh, um, it's 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 not a very good. Does he know? Does he know what a CJP is? Yes. Does is is he speak Franglish sometime? Yes. Uh, does does he put up a, a tempo in his driveway in the winter time uh, to protect? You know all of these. Wh- what kind of measures are you going to? Silly measures are you going to apply? Of course, he's a Quebecer, and we had an internal discussion in in uh, our RSM team, and we have uh, folks who've. Um have either are, are new to Quebec uh, and and have have embraced the the city and the culture and the, the language. We have some who were born in in Quebec. and uh, and it was interesting the discussion where um, yes, I, I consider myself and one of our team members said, yeah, I, I consider myself a, a Canadian, and I'm proud to say that out loud. I, I consider myself a Quebecer. But I don't know if I dare say that out loud, um, because I emigrated here when I was three years old. <laughs> it's which is si- ridiculous, it's silly. Of silly. course silly. you're a Quebecer. Of course, of course, of course. Um, and and you know, for some, it's never going to be enough. And I, uh, sadly, um, you know, it, for some, it's not about hockey. It's it's about a whole political um discussion and and uh it just gets into very ugly territory, as I said several times and and um certainly Kent Hughes meets meets all of the 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 bars that are set for him except by the bigots who who wouldn't do who wouldn't ever accept him
1: and all of that noise ex- extraneous to what Kent Hughes is there to do. And (laughs) Kent Hughes is not there to be a Quebecer. Kent Hughes is there to be the GM of the Montreal Canadiens and try, try, try to get this organization back into Stanley cup contention for real. Um, it's just, it's all of that conversation had completely diluted, uh, the real meat of the matter here for the last two weeks uh including the the dilution that there was secondary dilution because people wanted to debate until they were blue in the face as to whether or not jeff gordon hired this guy simply because they were buddies
2: yeah just before we get to that and and that's an important point but i just want to say that um i was really 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 disappointed in jeff molson um yeah. jeff molson uh, Rather than stand up uh, for values of Quebec, rather than and and bilingualism can be one of those. Um, he he caved to those extremists. Um, Jeff Molson didn't utter a word of English uh, in his opening statement. Nope. Typically, typically. Uh, his opening statement should have been in French and in English. You have a fan base around the world that is split relatively evenly in English and French. He completely neglected his uh, English fans. And that's sad. Uh, he spoke only in French. He didn't utter a word of English till 25 minutes into the press conference. Um, and then came uh, Kent Hughes' statement. It was entirely in French. Now... Uh, we're not blaming Kent Hughes here because apparently there was some sort of mix-up uh, where uh, Kent Hughes was cut off before he could read his English statement, um, if you believe that. But uh, then in, on social media, uh, the Montreal Canadiens put out um, you know, one of those uh, uh, handheld, taken on a phone, uh, I'm speaking directly to you Habs fans, a 21-second clip. Uh, and they put it out in uh, from their uh, from f- with a, a French quote tweet and 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 an English one, um, but but it was the same clip in French. It would have taken them twenty seconds to record an English clip uh, and make up for their error. They didn't. All of that direction from Jeff Molson uh, to to counter to to prove that uh that this guy was french enough um and induce doing so in catering to this this fringe element um neglected uh half of their fan base which is really 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 sad
1: neglected and alienated yeah um you know i'm 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 a i'm a sports journalist now so i don't consider myself a fan of the of, of the montreal canadians if i were the average fan at home i'd i'd I would feel jilted uh, like, well, and and there were people, there were, as you say, there were two tweets as the Canadians usually do, uh, one in French, one in English. Um, and many times when that happens, there's the video clip attached, one is in French and one is in English. Um, and in this case, it was Kent, he was just making the same statement in French. It was just the same video. The English tweet the English captioned tweet had some people responding to it saying, do you have a version of this in English? Cause I don't understand this. Uh, English fans were obviously uh, uh, Anglophone English speaking fans were obviously confused and uh, a little Shocked. and just like, well, but I, thanks this. I, I, I clicked on this video cause the tweets in English, but I don't understand a word of this because I don't speak French and the Canadians response to each one of them was, hi, there's the ability on uh, your mobile app to hit the closed caption button turn on
2: your captions yeah. and
1: it will be tra- and closed captions have been provided. So you'll be able to read the translation. I was like, are you kidding me? That's your that's your response from the team is that, oh, well, you can just turn the closed captions on.
2: My goodness! If uh, the Canadians hired a unilingual uh, head coach, and um, the response to the media or the fans was, um, w- "Why you have problems understanding? Turn on your your captions uh, to, to to read the French," uh, that you know that they'd burn the, the city be- down. They would. Um, it 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 was yeah it it. It was more than being tone deaf. It was um it, it was really, really, really uh, a bad look for the Montreal Canadians and Jeff Molson.
1: It was. Um, so again, as you say, he is a quimbecker. He was raised in Beaconsfield. He played for Middlebury College. His brother was drafted by the Quebec Nordique. Uh, he's got uh, two sons who play at Northeastern University. Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts. Of, the family is very embedded in hockey, uh, very embedded in Quebec culture. Um, a very successful NHL agent. Uh, you have a note here for us, uh, Rick, that in terms of his portfolio of clients, he is, in, in terms of his portfolio of clients and their dollar value, uh, he is the eleventh most successful NHL agent
2: currently. Two hundred ninety million dollars worth uh, of contracts, um, including thirteen Quebecers on his client li- or on his f- former client list. Um, he very successful. Um, he had a firm. Started a small firm. He negotiated a merger um, with a couple of other firms, including the Saputos from Montreal. So it is now Cortex is a uh, Montreal-based uh, player agency. Um, and uh, so there's lots and lots and lots of connections to to Quebec and to the hockey world. Absolutely.
1: Yet, as I alluded to a little while ago. A big portion of the conversation once the announcement was made or even when it was being discussed that Kent Hughes was was in the running and certainly uh, at the at the event that was held at the Bell Center on Wednesday, we should note it was quite the event. Uh, They not sure if it was simply due to the need to to socially distance reporters and so forth, but uh, held the press conference. On the ice at the Bell Center with a big stage, the jumbotron was dropped down behind them with the Canadian's logo and and so on and so forth. So it was a pretty big production that they put on.
2: Mark Bergevin was introduced in, in Brassard, and I'm in, yeah, in the exactly. media facility, That's so right. this this was quite different. <laughs> it was quite different, quite quite different.
1: Uh, but but I, as I mentioned, there was the there was the French language dilution of what should have been the focus, and then the other thing that seemed to be a primary thing of focus instead of is Kent Hughes how why is Kent Hughes qualified and what is he going to do to turn this organization around? Was this notion that Jeff Gorton and Kent Hughes were were just really chummy and that this was a hire just to keep uh to keep friends in the old boys' club. Um, Jeff Gorton was asked it a couple of times. Uh Kent Hughes ended up uh, you know, throwing his hat <laughs> like Rick, I just it's. It felt like from every direction, the focus was on things that were completely not what this hiring's announcement was supposed to be about.
2: It was the media uh, driving this, uh, saying, we figured this out. We don't even have to talk to him. We don't even have to listen to his answers. We figured this out. Uh, we figured out that... Um, th- th- you know, th- this is an Anglophone, um, and, and it was, uh, set in stone from the start. All of the, the candidates that, uh, were, were brought in, uh, those 11 candidates were just kind of window dressing and, and, uh, to make us happy. Uh, they're best friends. Uh, they've, they've been best friends. And so as you said, kind of a uh an old boys club uh, getting back together. And Jeff Gordon answered it this way.
0: Yeah, no, no offense, but Kent is not my best friend.
2: Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. And and uh, Kent Hughes in a in a follow-up interview said, um uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, uh Jeff said, but I want to I want to get in on this too. He's not my best friend either. Um and, and it's, it was odd. And, and Jeff Gordon talked about, um, you know, I, I, I've talked to him over uh, this many times over the, the last 20 years. Um, uh, you know, we, we haven't socialized. Uh, I, I, I think I met his family, uh, met his wife once. I know he talks about his, his uh, hockey playing sons uh, who are at uh, Northeastern Northeastern University, playing with uh, Jaden Struble and Jordan Harris. Uh, he has a daughter who has played hockey as well. Um, he talked about his coaching, where you know those kinds of things. We've had all kinds of conversations, but this isn't a social situation. And you know, I, I, I he said basically that I respect him. I respect him as a as as a hockey guy. Um, and you and I know the same. Kinds of relationships um, we see. We see guys in the in the press box, and they might be scouts. They might be assistant GMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see media people. Um, we see uh, NHL execs uh, sent down, and we've had great conversations, regular conversations. Yeah, that uh, we're very
1: friendly with these folks, w- with
2: many of them, and uh, I know that that a lot of these folks um uh, you know their professional context uh, uh do we talk about things other than hockey sometimes but but mostly it's it, it's about hockey it's during the hockey season uh we don't we don't generally socialize uh but we have people that we respect and enjoy talking to um and And have for years and years and years, uh, and who we, we
1: know would be good at doing certain things
2: right and 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 uh, you know uh, uh, do we do we talk about them on the podcast? Do we talk about them? No. Um, I, I, there's a lot of conversations that happen, and uh, the folks that that join us here at rocket sports, I say that that ninety uh, percent of the conversations we have, Uh, are not made public. You're not running to the microphone. You're not running to the keyboard every time you have a conversation because nobody trusts you. And, and, and uh, so we don't do that. And it's not a surprise that someone um, like Jeff Gordon wouldn't do that either. And, and, and this is a guy that they've had conversations about hockey, about players, about systems, about teams, Uh, And all of those have remained confidential. And he he talked about knowing that that uh, Kent Gordon is uh, uh, Kent Hughes is a uh, a guy who is loyal, who is honest, and who is trustworthy. And that's that's one of the reasons he knows that he can work with him.
1: But apparently, that wasn't a good enough answer. Even though it was, you know, yes, he had the no offense, but Kent's not my best friend. But but he. Uh, he went on and, and talked at length about why this wasn't a you know we're just friends and and explaining how that they're they they're not um, friendly on a social level they don't socialize together and and he talked about what the committee was looking for and why Kent fit those those roles. He thinks of Kent as a hockey person, as you say. Kent Hughes referred to himself as a hockey junkie. Um, liked the way that he thinks had a good feeling about him. Uh, But the question came up, I want to say at least three times in this press conference. And eventually it got to the point that Kent Hughes interjected and said, no, 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 no. You know what? You've been asking Jeff Gordon this two or three times. I would like to put my stamp on this and maybe this will help clear things up.
2: The, the, the question was, um, why meet with eleven people or or ten other people mm-hmm. if you're going to choose him uh, all uh, right from the beginning? Why, why why go through and and this wasn't at the beginning? This was well into the press yeah, it was conference. Like two thirds
1: in the way through. Yeah.
2: So that that as you said, that notion was still out there. Um, it was asked to Jeff Gorton, uh, but after Jeff Gorton was speaking, um, and and the the moderator had uh, already decided to go along to the next question, and Kent Hughes said, wait a minute, I want to get in on this.
0: I can assure you I wouldn't be here today if I wasn't confident in my ability to be the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, one, two, and I'm not suggesting that you're suggesting that either, but The second part is I am happy and glad that they went through a process. And I fully expect that if I weren't the best candidate for the job, I wouldn't be here today. And stop asking
2: about it. (laughs) (laughs) That this was made by, this wasn't all Jeff Gorton's uh, decision. In fact, Jeff Molson jumped in and and said, Hey, it was my decision. I spoke first. Um, But, uh, uh, Kent Hughes reminded uh, everyone that this was made by a committee, Michael Andelauer, um, uh, Bob Ganey um, involved, um, and, and this wasn't being driven by, by Jeff Gordon. He said, he went on to say uh, beyond this clip um, that it was everyone, uh, there was good candidates and there was a fair vetting of all of them. Um, and and that that he was he was uh, pleased that they went through this process, um, and 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 then said um, because it was such a thorough uh, thorough process, I'm confident uh, that that I was the candidate that they wanted, and that I can be uh, an effective general manager of the Montreal Canadiens.
1: So with all of that out of the way, finally, then it was like, okay, can we can we talk about the Canadians and a new general manager and what he's going to do to they're the 32nd team in the NHL. They're they're in last place. What is what's the goal? What are you going to do here? And he talked about how, you know, yeah, his first step, he was going to join the team in Vegas. He needs to take time to get to know the players. He may be familiar with with who's on the roster, but Um, you know, he needs to take time to get to know them. He says, both as players and as people, he wants to get to know the personnel, the staff, uh, front office, hockey ops, uh, people who work here, get to know the scouts, uh, look at what they've got in place for uh, advanced statistics and analytics, uh, the development department. um, And he said, you know, we've also got to get ready for the trade deadline, which is in two months. So, there's a lot for Kent Hughes on his plate to jump in at this at this stage in the game. Um and, you know, he he said many times, I don't want to get ahead of myself. It wouldn't be fair to anybody if I got ahead of myself. I have to, I have to take some first steps and just kind of settle in and get to know the organization and the people who are in it. However, um, he did say something um, you know, in in terms of what the roster makeup needs to look like. He talked about Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, that they're young talent that you could certainly want to build around, but that beyond that um, there has to be kind of a, a a bigger picture holistic outlook as the organization as a whole to turn things around, not just the on ice product. And, and he talks about here in this next audio clip um, what it means to have not just the team, but the whole organization all working together.
0: You know, certainly my vision is that this is going to be a, an organization where everybody's pulling together. We're all on the same team. We're not coming from different different sides. I have the good fortune, yes, to deal with, with 31 other organizations or 32 until today. Um, in my experience as an agent so i've had a, a lens into how things are done both from what i see but also from from all the clients that we have you know i spend a lot of time talking to them not just about their game but the organization what they like i've always been that uh, person that was just curious about the sport of hockey and how organizations operate so i can tell you that i've had some very lengthy conversations here over the last 5 to 7 days not just simply about my plans and how it might affect them but also you know what they like about an organization what they feel they lack and and i'm going to take a lot of their thoughts and we're going to discuss them and try to create a a very modern organization that players want to be a part of
2: this is a really important one um and spoke to the kind of experience that he has and and folks have said oh okay he's good at negotiating contracts oh he probably understands the salary cap but as a player agent, what else has he done, um, and and how is he going to, uh, how is that going to help him be the general manager? Well, I think he's saying here is he's had exposure to all teams, to all the not only his per his uh, personal exposure, talking to to GMs uh, for his clients, but talking to his players and and what they see as as the best practices. Out there, Um, he has a really good idea of of what works, what doesn't work, what uh, players value, uh, what what attracts a player to an organization, Um, and 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 he kind of hinted that that it's uh, he's about to turn the Canadians into a much more modern organization than they've been. And that's that's going to be implementing best practices at, at every level and is going to be based on conversations he's had with GMs and with uh, uh, his clients.
1: Absolutely. In fact, those best practices, he goes back to the everybody pulling in the same direction again. Um, and it sounds, he really, he it really sounds like he wants to do this organization-wide. Uh, he mentioned more than once that he wants everyone who works for the montreal canadians to feel like they are helping to contribute to the overall success of the organization the highs and the lows that everyone is in the same boat and everyone has a different job to do um whether you're on the ice off the ice in the front office no matter where you're at that everyone is in the same boat all pulling in the same direction Uh, here's here's he expands on that a little bit here
0: certainly i don't think the team that wins in that Na- the stanley cup every year is necessarily the team with a roster full of the most talented players uh, to me team building certainly there's an, a culture that we need to create or establish here and uh, an environment that people want to be part of where there's a sense that everybody's pulling in the same direction in a sport that you know I, i've lived on the player side so i know players are worried that you know, they're in a third-line role instead of a second-line role, and that that affects what their earning potential is and things of that nature. I think sometimes it's more about opportunity than money. Um, But we've got to create an environment where everybody wants to pull in the same direction to the fullest capacity possible. I also think personnel-wise, and I'm not talking about hockey, I'm talking about the people that work here. I want everybody to feel like they're part of the process, that they have a contribution to, it, that the entire organization is pulling in one direction and trying to win together.
2: it's It's a very different kind of um, approach, but it it fits mm-hmm. um, the 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 most basic interpretation of what a general manager is. Yeah. Um, he's relying on the expertise, Uh, of the folks in their particular areas. And and his job is to have them all feeling like they're contributing, whether your expertise is goaltending Analytics, player development, um, you know, putting the puck in the net—it doesn't matter. Throughout the organization, uh, selling tickets, um, he sees his job as as a little bit outside of of uh, hockey operations and wants everybody feeling valued and and uh, putting their best effort forward. Um, in in that, he's kind of the anti uh, Mark Bergevin. In that, Mark Bergevin came in. And uh, uh, credit to Bergevin for surrounding himself with uh, some of the best people in hockey right when he was appointed. And then uh, shame on Mark Bergevin for not listening to them for about six years uh, and going his own way and, and thinking that he and Jeff Molson were the smartest people in the room. And the two of them uh, were were uh, joined at the hip uh, uh, and making their own decisions, but not listening to all the good hockey people uh, that they had in the organization, and some of them ended up saying, oh, "Okay, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not being listened to. I might as well go somewhere else." Uh, that sounds like entirely the opposite uh, approach that. Um, that that Kent Hughes is going to have, he's going to build a structure uh, that and and build an organization, one that has an identity that people want to be part of, uh, and and is going to attract players. Um, that's uh, helping people uh, to perform at their best is is exactly what's needed in that particular position.
1: One thing that he discussed or or was asked about and 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 discussed. Uh, in this press conference that I do want to hit on uh, before before we end this segment. Um, he wasn't shy about name dropping you heard uh, he used phrases uh, from Ron Hextall Yarmo Kekalainen of of things that they say in terms of, of their approaches as GMs as as. That, that resonate with him about being a good GM. Uh, but he was, of course, uh, inevitably asked about whether Dominic Ducharme would remain as the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. And while he didn't answer this necessarily directly, uh, Rick, you you pointed out, and it was interesting to discuss the fact that um, while he didn't definitively say yes or no or yes for now, but maybe not next season, uh, he didn't shy away from dropping names of guys who he feels are doing a good job in their roles as head coaches around the league.
2: He referenced and and, and as you said, he referenced he he made he name dropped throughout, yeah. Um, and uh, but he mentioned when he, when talking about coaching, he wants a modern coach. He wants a coach who is an excellent communicator uh, first. Uh, he talked about John Cooper and Barry Trotz, and he said uh, those guys are successful because they're the right, they're the exactly right coaches for their situation. Not necessarily that they would be successful anywhere they went, but that they are exactly the right coach for their uh, situation, yeah. for their teams. And um you know, folks are talking about uh, that. Uh, you know, when he was asked what kind of uh, brand of hockey, what kind of uh, team uh, would he like to put together, he said, "Well, one that plays fast uh, uh, possession and and hockey. and his possession yeah. hockey builds offense, defensively responsible." But I, I think everybody says that, mm-hmm. uh, and so folks were trying to make connections to uh, to Dominic Ducharme. Um, and 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 I think that. Um, that the whole communication. We know that Dom Ducharme is is a poor communicator. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, and, and I'm not talking about English. I'm talking about French. I'm just talking about being a person who's able to communicate and connect with people. He hasn't done that with his players. Uh, many of the players uh, aren't performing. Well, and per, perhaps uh, worse of their careers under Dom DeCharm, um, and and they they don't like his system. They haven't bought into his system. Uh, they they complain about it, um, uh, some very openly, um, and and I think it's that communication aspect and and the fit uh, that that's going to make. Dom DeCharm uh, have a tough sell making his case as as the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. I don't think that he necessarily fits that modern style uh, that uh, that Kent Hughes is is looking for. Um, but of course, you know, uh, folks are are expecting that. There's going to be all right now. Let's trade Ben Sherrod. Let's trade. Let's let's get ready. Let's bring in a new co-. and and Jeff Gordon's uh, said you know a lot of this. Let's let's take let's be patient. Um, uh, you know Kent Hughes wants to know what he has first, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. Um, he he freely admitted that. Um, Prior to the the first outreach, he didn't really pay any special attention to the Montreal Canadians or their situation. It was focused on where his clients were. Um, and uh, and 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 those teams primarily. Uh, so he's got to find out uh, what's what's what they have. Um, if there's players that that are just underperforming um, because of uh, you know coaching or or you know injuries or those kinds of situations, he wants to figure out with Jeff Gordon, uh the the, the the what they have and and, and, the, and then we'll able to be, be able to formulate a plan going forward. Now, what complicates that is that there's just two months to the trade deadline. Uh, Jeff Gordon has received trade calls already, uh, surprisingly. Ken Hughes said, uh, the, people have been phoning to congratulate him, congratulate him, but there's been outreach from teams uh, proposing trades already. <laughs> uh, but they're going to be patient. Um, you look at Bill Garen. Bill Garen, uh, I think Minnesota. We can watch Minnesota uh, as a potential model. Um, Kent Hughes very close to Bill Garen, uh, and and uh, and used Bill Garen, uh, Bill Garen's advice when this uh, this outreach was made uh, to him, uh, and and it took Bill Garen uh, better part of a year uh, be, before he started. Uh, you know, getting rid of some bad contracts and buying out people, making some controversial decisions, um, and and now has got his team on track. You look at Bill Zito, uh, another player agent uh, who's been very effective, but took his, uh, took a bit of time uh, before he got the Florida Panthers uh, on on the road. So this is going to take patience. Um, but these these guys, Kent Hughes. Um, and Jeff Gorton are going to try to uh, get this 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 thing turned around, but but Canadians fans are going to have to be patient. It isn't simply that okay now it's set up. We'll get rid of a bunch of bad contracts. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll draft uh, Shane Wright, and everything will be fine next year. It's it's going to be a, a few years of pain. Uh, before the Canadians are whatever they're going to call this. As, as Kent Hughes says, he doesn't want a label, whether it's a retool or rebuild or reconstruct. Uh, to him, labels aren't important, and that's probably uh, a good thing. And, and the other part of it is there are positions... Uh, that are are going to be filled um, in the organization, an assistant general manager, a uh, uh, director of of amateur scouting, scouting. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kinds of things. Uh, Jeff Corton said those aren't the kind of people um, that uh, that teams will let you talk to when there's a draft coming up. Right. Um, so so those are those are off season moves, um, and and again, patience is going to be required on behalf of. Uh, Habs fans, and and you don't want him making uh, knee jerk decisions. Uh, again, I think pretty instructive. He quoted uh, Ron Hextall saying, "This is typically a business where people get themselves in trouble buying high and selling low, and you don't wanna you don't want to do that." That's right. Um,
1: I I. I would say that uh, Dom Ducharme will at least be the coach through the end of this season. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they're going to focus right now two months to the trade deadline. I think that the two months will be spent now starting to fill in some of those positions you talked about, as well as getting to know the team and the organization and determining what pieces they can move and what they need to do to target the trade deadline. Post trade deadline, I think it's going to be evaluating the development process and getting uh, the scouting department shored up in time for the draft, uh, and taking a look at at how players are responding. You know, what's the roster that we have to work with into the off season? Who's who's going into free agency? Uh, those types of things. And then, yes, in the off season, then you start to maybe make some changes. Will Dom Ducharme be behind the bench in the fall? I don't know, um, but I think he'll be there at least through the end of this season.
2: Look how Kent Hughes handled that press conference. He was very composed. Uh, he was very patient with with some yeah. of the questions. He was very confident. Um, that's maybe an indication of of how he's going to act going forward. I think so too.
1: Uh, it'll be fun to watch. That is for sure. And uh, with the trade deadline really just around the corner, I will be. I, that's going to be, I think, the first big glimpse that we have of of what kind of gm the habs now have in the front office and uh, we'll all be looking forward to that for sure all right we're going to take our final break here on the canadians connection podcast um Up next, we're going to let you have your say. We're going to read your replies to our question of the week. Don't forget it's are you happy with the choice of Kent Hughes as the 18th general manager of the Montreal Canadiens? You can drop a reply on Twitter, on Facebook, at Habs Connection, Hit us up on the Rocket text line at 5853ROCKET. Let us know what you think. And uh, we're going to read some of those replies coming up next. So stay with us. You're listening to the Canadiens Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadian's Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back to episode 175 of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Don't forget, you can, of course, follow us at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You can visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. And you can text us anytime at the Rocket Sports text line, which is 5853 rocket 5853 five, Rocket. Uh, in this segment, we're going to let you have your say, but before we get there, uh, just want to make sure it's been a busy week. We want to make sure that you didn't miss any of our great Rocket Sports Media content. Uh, of course, you want to be sure you've bookmarked allhabs.net, that is our flagship publication on the internet, uh, and you will find loads of content there, uh, not just extensive game day previews uh, on the afternoons of of Habs games, but also comprehensive recaps, uh, headline posts. Chris G has his Habs notepad out every Monday, which is a kind of a weekly look in at all of the latest uh, Habs and Laval and Trois-Rivieres news, kind of the organization as a whole, the latest news compilation for them there. Uh, over on our YouTube page, yes, are you subscribed to our YouTube page? You should. Uh, go to youtube.com slash allhabs, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, uh, and every Thursday you can watch the Habs Fan Forum segment when it comes out this past week. Uh, it's uh, all about the Canadians turning the page, uh, and uh, they did that kind of, we as we mentioned, twofold this week. They hired a new GM, and they got a win, uh, and so lots of... Reaction about those two things there on the Habs fan forum this week. Uh, And as we mentioned, of course, make sure you subscribe to our sister podcast, which is the press zone uh, over at the AHL report. So, Rick, we've had our say in this second segment of the big topic of of. Kent Hughes and and how we felt his introduction went and his qualifications and and what he's going to do. Um but you know our question for fans is hey are you happy with with Kent Hughes being the choice to be the 18th general manager of the Montreal Canadiens.
2: One of the places we typically turn to find out is the All Habs Facebook group. Uh, the the fan group on, on, on Facebook, facebook.com slash all Habs, facebook.com slash all Habs, with more than 50,000 uh, Habs fans that are registered on the page, but we typically get many more uh, as it's uh, distributed. Uh, so lots and lots and lots of comments on this question about the appointment of Kent Hughes. Uh, Robert Viscoci says, awesome decision, go Habs, go Matt St. Jean says, surprised it wasn't Darsh, but good luck to Hughes, talking about Matthew Darsh, one of the finalists, Um, Danny Brière being the other finalist. Jean LeBlanc says, great hire, experienced, he's from Montreal, Uh, tremendous hockey connections, not just a former Hab or player riding coattails. Uh, Mark Lescoutres says, not just another retread, at the very least trying something new, I like it. Glenn Foley says, bring on the rebuild. Uh, Leslie DeVogue says, they need a new coach. Uh, that's, <laughs> that comes up a lot. Uh, okay, when, when were they, they firing uh, Dom Deschamps? Uh, Ken Tamalty says better than having Waugh in there. Um, on this, on the question, there are folks that are vehemently opposed to Patrick Waugh. They know what a train wreck it would be. Or there's those who say, you know, Patrick Waugh, amazing player. Why not? Uh, why didn't um, uh, he get hired? And, Of course, Patrick Waugh was not part of the um, the three finalists. Um, Jeff Galenzi says he'll be good. He's an agent, so he knows how to negotiate contracts. He'll work well with Gorton. Um, Sherman Bragg says, uh, he'll, uh, Hughes will hand, handle all the interviews. Gorton will run the team. Uh, that's a bit simplistic. Yeah. I, 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 Kent Hughes isn't going to sit I didn't around. Get that impression. <laughs> no, and and wait for somebody else to make the decisions for him. He's going to be a full partner. Interesting, very interesting. I thought in one of the interviews he did since uh, his appointment, he said the division of powers were never discussed. And and remember, this was this has been a debate for. Um, ever since, uh, Jeff Molson said, had, had, uh, appointed, uh, Jeff Gordon and, and said that Jeff Gordon as VP of hockey operations will be, um, will, uh, report to me as will the new GM. And everybody said, how is that going to work? How is that going to work? And, um, uh, Kent Hughes said this, this discussion about the division of powers, who's going to do th- what, who's going to report to whom? Wasn't ever addressed in the interview, and I didn't ask about it, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Um, and and he used the analogy of of uh, of his own marriage. Actually, um, he said, "You put two people together to sort it out." Before we got to the altar, my wife and I didn't sit down and and dis- discuss who was <laughs> going to take care of what. That's right. Um, that he expects. That it isn't going to be a division of of the duties, although that's going to happen because they each have their own expertise. Uh, but he says he prefers uh, that they'll work through important issues together, and uh, he knows that that Jeff Gordon respects him, and he has great respect uh, for the experience, the GM uh, experience that Jeff Gordon already has.
1: Well, I, you know, I think it comes to no surprise that the reactions from fans are all over the board um Mm -hmm. but they're fascinating we want to hear more of them uh and just because you're listening to this podcast right now and hearing some of the initial reactions doesn't mean you can't throw your voice into the into the ring as well so remember Head over to the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash all Habs uh, and uh, head over to Twitter uh, at Habs Connection on Twitter or directly at all Habs uh, or hit us up on that Rocket Sports text line, 5853 Rocket. We want to hear what you fe- what are your feelings about Kent Hughes uh, hiring and. Um, Good, bad, indifferent, uh, you love him, you hate him, you, you're not sure about it, uh, what you're hoping he's going to do. We'd love to hear what you think about your new general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, for sure.
2: And if you have something that that uh, is going to take a longer response, there's also, uh, send us an email, info Boy, at yeah. allhabs.net.
1: People still do that?
2: They do. Lot, I still do, lots. do that. <laughs> yeah. Info at allhabs.net. I still
1: do that. Um, and uh, while you're doing that, in between, you can be looking forward to some games for the Montreal Canadiens coming up Uh, This week, starting with Saturday night as they continue their road trip, they've got two more games on this road trip, uh, Saturday night in Colorado and then Monday night, another Monday night game Mm. uh, in Minnesota, taking on the Wild before they return home to the Bell Center, finally, uh, to uh, welcome Anaheim. Uh, to come on in. So three games on the schedule for next week. Again, don't forget allhabs.net will have full game previews and recaps uh, on game day for each one of those games. You don't want to miss those. And of course, uh, we'll be back again next Saturday with another great episode of the Canadians Connection podcast. I will not be in the co-host chair for that one. Chris G will be occupying this seat next week with you. Um, And uh, it'll be a lot of fun.
2: Thanks for being here this week. So much news to cover. Did a great job and I uh, really appreciate you hosting.
1: Always love coming in and co-hosting with you uh, and uh, looking forward to the next time and looking forward to uh, listening to you and Chris next week. And so we're hoping that you'll be tuning in for that as well. We thank you so much for for tuning in and, and listening along and uh, we will see you back here again next Saturday for another excellent episode of the Canadians Connection podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.